What is going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk. I am your host, Andrew Wright. And over in his bedroom is my co-host, Cody Johnson. And before we get to anything, Cody, how you doing? Pretty well, pretty well. Uh, getting used to quarantine. How's uh, how's things going over in your neck of the woods? Um, well, I'm uh, being driven crazy. And uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm ready to uh, go out and do things. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're not allowed to, so I'm just going to have to deal with it. Uh, somebody at work was telling me, isn't it funny how when we get home, we just want to stay home and not do anything. Um, and yet we find a reason to get out of the house to do something. But yet when we're told to stay in our house that we wanted to in the first place, we have the sudden urge to then want to go out and do something. And I was like, that is so true because right now I'd be thinking that this is magical to just stay at home, do nothing. Yeah. And honestly, lately, I'm, I cannot wait until things are calmed down so we can walk outside peacefully without being, you know, without going crazy. So, I mean, the, the thing that I miss the most, and I was telling my wife, I was like, well, man, I cannot wait to get back into the gym. Oh, my gosh. I feel so weak. I, I can only do right now with usually the workouts that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I need a lot of weights, obviously, and I don't have any. So mm-hmm. I've just been doing a lot of ab workouts. <laughs> so, I mean, maybe I'll still have a beach body. But I'm not doing any cardio. And, washboard, um, washboard, ab, and flabby arms, huh? Yeah. And I just do, you know, push-ups and, and dips. That's really all I can do. Yeah. So. A lot more than what I'm doing. I'm doing absolutely nothing. So my dad bod is coming back on a revenge. So. <laughs> I know. I told my wife, I was like, I hope you I hope you like your husband fat and flabby. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, enough with the drama. <laughs> We're just being drama right now. All right, guys. Well, we have been uh, having a lot of uh, sports talk lately. Uh, recently, we were talking about the NFL free agency. Unfortunately, that's pretty much slowed down. I wouldn't say come to a halt, but it has slowed down a lot. A lot of the big names uh, have been signed. Obviously, Cam Newton is probably the biggest name that still hasn't been signed yet, um, and we probably won't see him sign anytime soon. So we have been wanting to do this for a while, and now we have an excuse that we can do this, Cody. Um, We get to make our list. (laughs) And we wanted to start with the NFL first because we all know the NFL is king. So we were going to go um, maybe not every single position, um, but probably fantasy (laughs) position at least. Mm -hmm. And uh, so this week we are going to talk about our top 10 quarterbacks going into this next season coming up. So let's get going. All right, Cody. Well, we have our top 10 list of quarterbacks coming into this year. Uh, uh, Before we uh, really got on to uh, recording, mm-hmm. we were already arguing. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited about this. Yeah, My, we were going at it for a hot the, minute. <laughs> this may be the uh, final episode of Drew Code Sports Talk, folks. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not that bad. No. Um, but Cody, uh, why don't you start with your top 10 quarterbacks? You can go at what you want. If you want to say number one and the reasons why, or if you just want to go completely one through 10, and then we can go into it later. 
It's up to you. I'm leaving it open because we're quarantined and we don't have to be down to, we don't have to dot our I's or cross our T's. So I got you, you go for it. So I'll go one through 10. I know that the typical is 10 through one, but I'll go one through 10 only because I think the first three you and I didn't have any issue with. And so we'll, cir- we'll circle back to that after you give your list as well. So number one, I don't know how we can't go with Patrick Mahomes as the number one quarterback, um, literally uh, led his team to the most recent Super Bowl, beat the 49ers coming back in the fourth quarter. Um, you know, a uh, couple of stats I'll just read off. He threw for over 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns. He only had five interceptions, and he had a 100, uh, 105.3 passer rating. Uh, I have Russell Wilson at number two, um, and uh, honestly, he's just been a phenomenal quarterback for Seattle, and he's been obviously the face of that franchise. And uh, it's hard to argue with his stats on why he's number two because at in his nine-year career, he's led the uh, Seattle Seahawks to seven playoff appearances, and two of those obviously were Super Bowls. So um, did he's done a lot, and he's not been in the league for quite ten years yet. And then Lamar Jackson, I have number three. Um, you know, he's only going to get uh, better as next season comes to us. And he had a 113.3 passer rating, which I thought that was a stat that you would like because, you know, he got a lot of flack last year for being a running quarterback only. Uh, it doesn't help the argument, though, that he rushed for over 1,200 yards and seven <laughs> touchdowns, but he did throw over 3,000 yards and 36 touchdowns and only threw six interceptions. So he definitely improved his um, taking care of the ball and also his quarterbacking skills. So you can tell that there was a there's a difference, and that was a fun offense to watch um, this past season. Um, number four, I've got Aaron Rodgers. Um, he threw for 4,000 yards, 26 touchdowns as well. Um, he led Green Bay to the playoffs with a rookie head coach. Um, you know, they did lose Jimmy Graham, but honestly, Jimmy Graham wasn't really a focal point of that offense. And I know that they are probably going to draft some weapons for him um, in this upcoming draft. So I can only see Rodgers as being um, better than he was last year, uh, given another year in that new system that is there in Green Bay. I've got Drew Brees at number five. A um, couple of reasons why I have him here in the top five is because he's got a bunch of weapons and uh, Michael Thomas, of course, they just signed Emmanuel Sanders. They have, uh, uh, they've got, um, they're running back Kamara and they've got a pretty good defense, but honestly that offense out there, um, they just put up points and Drew Brees. It seems like every year, except for this year did either 5,000 or at least 4,000 yards, which is a pretty rare feat for most quarterbacks. So um, number six, I've got Deshaun Watson. Um, he's out of the top five. Cause again, with the whole um, Hopkins being traded, um, you know, they just lost, he just lost his number one weapon. They, he did Whoa. get David Johnson. He got, he got um, Randall Cobb, Cody. Oh, I forgot. He, he he got the replacement of all replacements. I'm sure he'll do fine with 400 yards and two touchdowns, which has been his like average throughout his entire career, except with Aaron Rodgers. He he was good then. Anyways, um, you know they did get David Johnson, which I actually like him as a running back. I think he will be a good in their offense. But I got to be honest, um, I don't think Bill O'Brien makes it through the end of the season, and uh, he definitely doesn't make it the next season with that move. So hopefully Houston will draft a wide receiver to per to uh, give Deshaun Watson another weapon other than Fuller who's constantly injured number seven I've got the goat I've got Tom Brady at number seven um honestly in my top in my top 10 that I have he has the lowest rating passer rating of last season at only 88 
Um, you know, and he is going into a new offense, so that's going to make a big difference. The O-line is uh, a little beefier now. They did sign a couple of, a couple of uh, newcomers. And you got Mike Evans, Chris Goodwin. Um, running back's a little questionable because you have Peyton and you have um, the other running back. I forgot what his name is. But they're not uh, number one backs, but it's running back by committee. Uh, but you have Bruce Arians as your head coach, so that's also really promising. He just has is a really good job at developing quarterbacks and bringing the best out of them. So I'm curious to see how Tom Brady will rejuvenate down in Tampa. Um, number eight, I've got Matt Ryan. Um, honestly, one of the things that disappoints me about Matt Ryan, though, is he hasn't been able to lead his team, uh, the Falcons, to the playoffs in the last two seasons. But he's thrown for over 4,000 yards in nine consecutive seasons nine consecutive seasons so mm-hmm. he's definitely consistent definitely a quarterback that you can rely on um interceptions though are a big deal because he threw 14 which were uh, a high for him in the last three seasons so definitely something that he needs to work on number nine i've got dak prescott which you and i kind of bumped heads a little bit about but um i heard a stat from colin cowherd today that uh dak prescott has thrown more touchdowns in the first four seasons in cowboys history than the next uh, or than any other quarterback and uh, I thought you'd appreciate that because it's from your guy, Cowherd. And uh, he's led Dallas to two playoff appearances. He's only been in the league for four years. Tony Romo did it, uh, I think, once or twice in his 10 or 11-year career with Dallas. So, you know, I'm not saying that Dak Prescott's better than Tony Romo, but I think Dak Prescott is really promising. I think Dallas has a really good quarterback, and uh, they don't realize that they're just kind of nickel and diming him with franchising him and all that stuff. So, And the number 10, I think this is the most testy one is I put in Ryan Tannehill with Tennessee. He's got uh, the number one running back – or number one uh, – basically number one running back in Derrick Henry. Uh, his rookie uh, wide receiver is A.J. Brown, who killed it uh, this past season and in the playoffs. Sure, he only threw a handful of yards against the Patriots, but they beat him. Um, and he did – he went 8-4 and four in the 12 games that he started with Tennessee. And he threw – he threw for t- almost 2,800 yards, 22 touchdowns, only had six interceptions. His passer rating was 117.5. So he was very accurate, took care of the ball. Um, he's only going to get better in this new in the system that he has with Mike Vrabel. That defense is stout and legit. That offensive line is young, and they're protecting him. So he's not in Miami where you know he's running for his life every time. That's why he blew out his ACLs twice. But I feel like Tannehill being the in the top 10 is only right because he led this team to the AFC playoffs and granted you want to shake your head that's totally fine but I mean he came in he came in in a backup situation won the starting job and then took that team to the playoffs and was one game out of the Super Bowl so and lost to the eventual Super Bowl champions so argument Mm -hmm. could be made that they would have dominated San Francisco so. Well, I, I disagree with that he led them to the playoffs. I well, think don't you agree that I think Derrick Henry led them to the playoffs. I think Ryan Tannehill just didn't make the mistakes that Mariota was making. So that's that's my argument. Okay. Um, but uh, before we get into that, because <laughs> oh god. Like saying Randall Cobb. <laughs> Sorry, I can't get over the Randall Cobb thing. I, I feel bad because I, I think Randall Cobb is a good receiver. I just don't think he's what he used to be. And watch now, he's going to go off and, you know, 
you know, no, okay. First off, the fantasy hold, hold, number one receiver. <laughs> no, no, no. Hold expectations because I don't know if you remember this, but this past, uh, last season when we drafted in my cousin's league, I mm-hmm. picked up Randall Cobb in a later round, right? Mm-hmm. I had started him and he caught two touchdowns and had a handful of yards, right? Did really mm-hmm. well and did that, I think, for one or two more games uh, with um, who was he with this past season? Dallas, right? Yeah, he was with Dallas. Okay. Heard nothing from him until about week 14. <laughs> and he had like a handful of catches. And he again. had a touchdown, yeah. Yeah, so I would tamper expectations again. He may do great the first like two or three games, but you know, then he'll just kind of fizzle out in the middle of the season and you won't hear from him again until the end of the season. So he's not like a Golden Tate, you know. Golden Tate, yeah. like if, if Houston picked up Golden Tate, it wouldn't. It would be almost the same, but it wouldn't be the most terrible pickup because at least he was a legit number one, mm-hmm. and he can get open. He's older, of course, but Randall Cobb. He's he's more of a second. We're going off to a totally different subject, but he's more of a. He's he's better served as a second wide receiver to the number one. He's not a number one receiver by any stretch. Hey, this time it really was your fault. <laughs> I guess I guess I brought his name up, but. You triggered You're the one that went on the on the tangent. You triggered me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I'm gonna try and run through mine pretty quick, and we can kind of go into our debates. Yeah, just like you said, one through three were the same. I have Patrick Mahomes, exactly what you said. I mean, how can you pick someone else? He won MVP in his first full year last year, mm-hmm. and then his second year, he oh brings the Chiefs to a Super Bowl and wins MVP there. So, mm-hmm. I mean. Are we really debating this? Um, I have Russell Wilson, too. I know there's probably people who would have Lamar Jackson, too. But let's look at it this way. Russell Wilson is working with absolutely nothing. He has Tyler Lockett as his number one receiver, who, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, would be a number three on any other team. Mm -hmm. Maybe minus the Saints. Maybe he would be number two in that type of offense. but. Tyler Lockett is not a number one receiver, and Russell Wilson makes him look so good. And then DK Metcalf, Metcalf, he was he wasn't great, so I'm going to preface it by that. But he had really big moments when they needed him the most, mm-hmm. and really that's all they were looking for is someone who could make these catches when they need them. Um, I think he's only going to get better, especially in a system with Russell Wilson. And then they all they also added Greg Olson. Mm-hmm. who I think is a really good tight end as well. Um, I think it's their culture of toughness for sure. Yeah, and I think he's, let's be honest though, he is an older tight end, so I think he's a more athletic, faster Jason Witten. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he's going to be reliable. He's going to be a guy who, you know, you can throw to at any point in the game, but, you know, he's not going to outrun anyone. Um, you know, he's a smarter, older guy who's had injuries, so when he gets hit, he's going to immediately go down. So there's really going to be no yak yard. So mm-hmm. let's uh, preface it with that. <laughs> but um, number three, I have Lamar Jackson. I mean, Lamar Jackson, the only issue I have is his performance in the playoffs. That's really the only issue I have. And it's not really an issue. It's how the team was built. They weren't built for, um, you know, trying to come back and winning a game. They were more built for get a lead and hold it. And so 
Lamar Jackson, though, we saw a big jump from year one to year two. And now I'm really hoping that he makes another jump to year three. He had great numbers. There's no question. You cannot argue anything. It's like watching Michael Vick in today's game. Mm -hmm. So it's really exciting. Um, but Lamar Jackson, he did a lot of – there's a lot of complaints that he had a lot more receivers open. Their plays, their play action, their RPOs were really designed to get these guys wide open. So I want to see him make more throws where the defenders are a lot closer than, you know, six feet, you know, social dis social distancing. <laughs> but, um, you know, I want to see him, you know, fit those balls, um, you know, uh, deep balls. I want to see um, where you've got a guy running a slant and the linebackers kind of coming in. I want to see him, you know, really nail that, that route. Mm -hmm. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he does. But that guy is a worker. And I really have no questions that he's going to come back and he's going to be even better. So uh, the Ravens are a scary team. So number yeah. four, this is where we start differing just a little bit. I have Drew Brees at four. And I'm not mad about at, that. I think that's respectful. I can do. I I think that's a not bad at all. Yeah. No. I and I didn't think you were going to be upset with Drew Brees, but um, listen, he's not what he used to be. I did see some regression from him, but mm -hmm. the thing that he has is exactly what you you said earlier. He's got Michael Thomas. He's got Alvin Kamara. They just signed Emmanuel Sanders. He's got Jared Cook. I mean, those are really good offensive players. So when you have those guys who can help you, he doesn't necessarily have to throw it deep all the time. I mean, he's, he can throw a screen to Michael Thomas or Alvin Kamara, and they do the rest. Mm -hmm. You know, Emmanuel Sanders made his living in San Francisco this year with slants. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's all Jimmy Garoppolo was throwing to him were slants. So that's all they need. They need these short passes. And Drew Brees is the type of quarterback who will kill you by a thousand cuts. Mm -hmm. He's not going to kill you with his arm anymore. He's going to kill you with what's up above his shoulders, which is his brain. Mm -hmm. And honestly, that's the reason four through six for me is the way it is because these guys are smart. They may not have the best arm talent, but they are very smart. They've obviously known the game forever. And I just don't know how you discredit Drew Brees. I mean, look at Peyton Manning. Even though he had yeah. a really bad year his last year, he still was making the right moves when it needed to be made. Yeah. You can argue, hey, he only he had like 19 interceptions his last year. They still won a Super Bowl. So, I mean, what are we really talking about with that? And yeah, the defense was great, but And he was know. injured for over half the season, so he had to yeah. miss some time just to recover. So, um, number five, I have the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, I think last year we obviously saw another regression with him, but I think the difference between him and maybe someone else who's, who's regressing um, is he went to a better team. Now, I wouldn't say he's with a better coach. I think Bruce Arians is really good. I, I wouldn't put anyone over Bill Belichick, so that's not a slide at Arians. But he does have a better overall team. He's got Chris Godwin. He's got Mike Evans. Um, that's already an improvement from Julian Edelman and then, uh, you know, a circus <laughs> receivers, you know, Antonio Brown for one game. You know what I mean? I mean, it's... Philip Dorsett. Yeah, Philip Dorsett. I mean, there, were, there wasn't much to work with. And the Buccaneers also have have a really good defense. I think it's very underrated and a lot of people aren't talking about that. Mm -hmm. So I think Tom Brady on a better team, 
and then using his brain he doesn't have to he doesn't have to outthrow anyone he can really rely on these guys and i think that's what he was looking for in the last few years of uh, of his career so um tom brady 5 for me uh number 6 i have aaron rodgers and the reason being is aaron rodgers yes they got to the playoffs and he he regressed as well he didn't look as good and i had him in in fantasy football so i was watching him a lot closer Aaron Jones really was the leader of that team. Now, Aaron Rodgers is smart. I mean, obviously, he's been in the league forever. So, I mean, you really can't say, you know, he's regressed to out of the top 10. I think that would be very foolish to keep him out. But we did see Aaron Rodgers not throw as well as he had that he usually does. Now, he still threw for over 4,000 yards, but you could also argue that a lot of it was Aaron Jones yards after catch. Um, And, you know, Jimmy, Jimmy Graham came up big in the red zone. He didn't really help him out much over that. So he only threw for 26 touchdowns, um, which is actually weak for Aaron Rodgers. And when you're saying 26 touchdowns is weak, I mean, you're still doing well, but the good thing about Aaron Rodgers four interceptions, Mm -hmm. I mean, you can't get any, (laughs) it's hard to get any better than that. So, um, you know, he still got game left and I think he still has like four or three years left on his contract. So, um, he's not going away anytime soon. Um, and I think they're really trying to build around him and, and trying to get into that win now mode. My other issue with him though, is that defense is really, they lost Blake Martinez, who was their tackling guy. And then let's see how Matt LaFleur does in his second year. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers is sixth. I have Deshaun Watson seven. Like you said, obviously he lost DeAndre Hopkins, but um, I do believe in Deshaun Watson. I think he's going to cover up a lot of the mistakes that maybe the Texans would normally make. David Johnson, hopefully, because you and I, we really like him. I think you like him more than I do. But, um, you know, he's a, he's a very good running back. He can be uh, an every down back. And I feel like this past year, he really didn't get that chance once they traded for Kenyon Drake. Right. I feel like he could have been. So um, I think actually it might have been a good thing that he wasn't used in Arizona a lot because now he's basically had a year to kind of relax. So uh, it'll be interesting to see. Um, But they, they do still have Will Fuller. He has a really good connection with Will Fuller. Obviously, Fuller will get injured in week five. So he's going to have to find someone else to throw to after that. But, you know, Randall Cobb will definitely. He will definitely <laughs> fill in those shoes. <laughs> Still can't I feel bad. Like Randall Cobb. I mean, you, you used to be really good with Aaron Rodgers, but you really since, shouldn't have left. <laughs> since you left him. <laughs> Number eight, I have Carson Wentz. And I was, I was really shocked that you did not have Carson Wentz in. Wentz had a terrible receiving core this past year. Mm-hmm. He had nothing but injuries. Now, I will give you this. He did not start well. Mm-hmm. He had a really slow start. So I will give you that. But Carson Wentz, when they needed him, mm-hmm. they needed him to step up. He threw for over 4,000 yards. He had a uh, 64% uh, completion percentage, 27 touchdowns. This is the big number. And I was actually surprised mm-hmm. because a lot of when people are critiquing Wentz, they show his interceptions. He had seven interceptions last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's nothing. I mean, that's really where you want to be all the time is seven mm-hmm. picks. I mean, 
it's not even half of the year he was throwing an interception. Right. So, um, I like Carson Wentz a lot. He had to co- overcome a lot this year. And mm-hmm. the good thing was he's, he did play 16 games. Yes, he got injured in the playoffs. That was unfortunate. But I really like him as a quarterback, and I think the Eagles are really going to go after some some really good uh, offensive talent. So mm-hmm. I have Matt Ryan nine. I really like Matt Ryan, but like you said, he had 14 interceptions. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a lot. That's usually what not what he does. Um, he is a smarter quarterback, but I do feel like he tried to um, play hero ball. Yeah, on tried some to force thing. it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have guys like Calvin Ridley. You have a Julio Jones. Um, those guys are very talented. And then they did trade away Mohamed Sanu, mm-hmm. who was very helpful in that. And now they don't have Devontae Freeman. Yes, they got Todd Gurley, but we don't know what Todd Gurley we're getting. Right. So I think I think Matt Ryan, I'm a little hesitant. But, I mean, when you throw almost 4,500 yards, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be doing something right. Yeah. Um, and – and I just trust Matt Ryan uh, than a lot of these other quarterbacks that I probably could have uh, put over him. Um, and he's taking the team to the Super Bowl. So, you know, yeah. he's got he's got that playoff experience. It's just, you know, he he just can't be forcing the ball. Yeah. And hopefully they get the girly back of about two seasons ago when he was dominating. Because if they can get that kind of a girly back, then the Falcons are a scary team. Yeah, and even if they get that girly back, but on a limited basis – that's still okay because Devontae Freeman, he was very serviceable, but he was always, always injured. Mm-hmm. And then when they would throw in Tevin Coleman, he always got injured. Right. So he never had consistency at the running back position. So it'll be interesting to see how Todd Gurley, hopefully he can stay healthy. Um, and he is in his hometown, Atlanta. So uh, we'll see. Maybe it'll be a match made in heaven and maybe it'll be a complete flop. <laughs> My last guy at number 10, and I know you didn't like him, is uh, Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Can you please read his 2019 stats before you? <laughs> he was injured all of, all year. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he was injured. Okay. Listen, Ben Roethlisberger, before he got injured, was still one of the better quarterbacks in the game. He was. Yes, he got a big injury and he was out for the year. Mm-hmm. Does he take care of his body? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. We know that he's not eating, you know, in the words of Colin Coward, you know, he's not wearing kale pajamas and eating vegetable ice cream, uh, you know, at night. But Ben Roethlisberger is he's probably eating, you know, doubled up. Well, they don't have, they don't have it in and out over there. He's probably having a lot of McDonald's and Burger King and stuff. But here's the thing. He is an older quarterback, but again, just like what I have with Matt Ryan, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, he is still a smart quarterback, and he still has a hell of an arm. He's not, he's not a guy who, who can't make a lot of throws. He's a guy who can make pretty much any of the throws. Mm-hmm. The only issue is, is he can't move as much. That offensive line is still very good. And with a young James Conner, and I like Juju Smith. Apparently, you hate Juju Smith. <laughs> I don't hate him. I just, you know, he's he's labeled as a number one receiver. But, you know, a number one receiver should be able to flourish with no matter 
what quarterback options there are. And I'll give you the example is when Ben Roethlisberger was injured. I think it was like three, two or three seasons ago when AB was still on the team. He mm-hmm. was still able to put up some good stats and get touchdown passes. But it w- and that was with Juju on the team. But this season when it was Juju was the man, he didn't have his number one quarterback. He's, I know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that these other quarterbacks were all world talent or anything or, you know, some really good backups, but. Well, Duck Hog just quack, 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 quack. <laughs> and also, too, Schuster was injured, but, you know, mm-hmm. I just know that there's a lot more question marks around Ben Roethlisberger, which means how, I mean, how good is Juju Smith Schuster as well? But, anyways, continue. I think with Ben Roethlisberger, Juju Smith can be a number one receiver. And that's my argument is Ben mm-hmm. makes these guys who, in my opinion, Juju is a, is at best a wide receiver too, mm-hmm. but with Ben Roethlisberger, he can be a wide receiver one. Sure. Now you added Eric Ebron, who not only can be a red zone threat, but can also make a lot of, uh, a lot of the catches that they need. He can, he can, you can put him in the slot or you can put him at tight end. Then Vance McDonald, he is actually a very good target in the red zone. And then, like I said, you have James Conner behind you, so you can rely on him a lot. And then I think that Pittsburgh defense is really good. So I really think that the Steelers are going to be very good. I think they're going to put up a hell of a fight against the Baltimore Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it's going to be between the Steelers and Ravens in that division. Yes, I'm leaving out the Browns. Um, that's another topic for another day. So that's my top 10. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't have an issue that you don't have Ben Roethlisberger in there. That's because he was injured all year and we don't know what we're getting. I get mm-hmm. that. But I have an issue with you. You having Tannehill at number 10 over Carson Wentz. Well, okay. So again, as we're talking about leading into next season, don't get me wrong. I do like Carson Wentz because who's drafted him the last two years in fantasy football as his, as their number one quarterback? I have. So I wouldn't draft him if I didn't believe in him or think he was a good quarterback. If we were talking about top 10 talent, arm talent, quarterback talent, Carson Wentz would probably be somewhere within the top five just because of he is a really skillful quarterback. And Tannehill pro- probably wouldn't even make this top five or top 10. But if we're talking about the best quarterbacks that we believe are going into this upcoming season that we are crossing our fingers is going to start on time. Um, I think Tannehill deserves to be in the top 10 for what he did in the playoffs to getting his team there, regardless if you think he contributed that much or not, because the same argument can be made that Carson Wentz, you know, wasn't there for his team. So, and therefore his values uh, depleted a little bit, regardless of who he was throwing the ball to. And I agree with you that he had a really bad receiving core. So I'm not saying that, you know, oh, apples to apples, you know, Tannehill is better than Wentz side by side. But what I am saying is I think Tannehill's team is going to be better with Tannehill than Carson Wentz is with the Eagles because the Eagles don't have enough weapons for Wentz in the upcoming season. And I think that's why he won't be top 10 quarterback worthy. He's going to have to run a lot more. He's got to end up throwing picks because he's forcing the ball and he's got to get injured somewhere in between the season because the last few seasons, he always gets injured. He hasn't played. I think this is the only season he's probably played one full year, and he still got injured towards the end in the playoffs. I I get that. I get that his injuries are are an issue, but coming into this year, you look at the Titans, and he's got he has Derrick Henry, 
and uh, you you like AJ Brown. I think he's wide receiver too. I think he's like a Juju Smith. And um, who's the other guy I was thinking of? What team? The Titans. Um, uh, Chris Davis. And I completely. Uh, Corey Davis. Corey Davis. Yep. Corey Davis. I like him. He really kind of flopped towards the end of the year. He was starting to kind of pick it back up. Yeah. I think they have decent weapons. I think what was really good for them is they had everything working at the right time and they didn't ask Tannehill to, you know, throw for 300 yards every single game. They just said, Hey, just don't throw interceptions. And that's what he did. Mm -hmm. And that was good. What they asked Carson Wentz to do was do everything. And not only did Carson Wentz do everything with everyone injured, Mm -hmm. but he got that team to the playoffs still. Mm -hmm. And there's an argument to be made that they could have beaten the Seattle Seahawks if Wentz wasn't injured. Right. Because it was a 10 to 6 game. Right. And Josh McCown was actually injured in that game. So he wasn't very serviceable at all. Right. So I think even with um even without getting anything else, I still believe in Carson Wentz more than I believe in Ryan Tannehill. I think Ryan Tannehill is a guy who really was accomplishing a lot because he wasn't turning the ball over and then was able to turn around and hand it off to Derrick Henry, who mm-hmm. completely went off um, in the last, you know, probably last six weeks of the regular season and into the playoffs. Um, but you saw when they needed Tannehill to do something, to really make plays, the Chiefs, I mean, were just, they weren't letting anything happen to them. Mm-hmm. And we've argued all year that the Chiefs were not a very good defense, and they weren't. Mm-hmm. They came up big when they needed to, yes. Mm-hmm. But Tannehill, when they needed him to you know, throw the ball, they couldn't hand off to Derrick Henry, he became completely useless. And I think if you were to turn around and give that to Carson Wentz, I think you would definitely believe that Carson Wentz could drive this, uh, drive this team downfield and score a touchdown and make this, make this a game. Okay, so a couple of points, too, is there's an argument to be made that if the Eagles were in any other division, they wouldn't even come close to the playoffs. So can we agree on that, that the NFC East that they were playing with was hot garbage last season? Yeah, I'll give okay. you that. So in the, I believe that the division that the um, Titans are in is AFC South, if I'm not mistaken. And that is a lot more competitive. Um, you had Houston and you had Tennessee that were jockeying for number one spots. And I believe that both teams got into the playoffs. One was on a wild card. One was obviously division. Um, but the same token too is Carson Wentz probably because again, if we're going to say top 10 of last season, Carson Wentz would be in there because again, he willed his team into the playoffs. But again, my argument is for the season that's coming up with Tannehill's going to be, in my opinion, in the top 10 or worthy of top 10. Cause again, he's set up for more success because I can, we've talked about AJ Brown. We talked about Derrick Henry. We talked about Corey Davis and that's not even the defense on the other side that we can both agree is about a, you know, top, top 15 minimum, but could be a top 10 defense for the Titans. Right. To where, yeah. what do the Eagles have on the offensive side for, for Carson Wentz. And again, not saying that Carson Wentz is a bad quarterback. Again, I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. He's super talented. No, again, I know. I, I just made it. I had to make it sound like that. <laughs> <laughs> but again, though, 
in terms of what the Eagles have for Carson Wentz for next season for weapons, he's not going to be a top 10 pick for me. And again, the same reason why I have uh, Tom Brady at number seven, he's the goat. He's won six rings. He should be on other people's lists. He's probably should be top five. Cause again, you have the greatest winning quarterback of all time, winning all these titles. I have him barely number seven. And again, because of the situation he's in his age, I'm seeing his stats. They're declining, but also too, when I'm reading stats and you're right, Carson Wentz throwing for all these touchdowns and no interceptions to nobody's, but also I can't ignore Tannehill's 70% completion percentage. Uh, again, 117.5 quarterback rating for 12 games going uh, eight and four in a, we can, we can both agree it was a more competitive AFC division that they were in. So again, that's what my argument is for this upcoming season on why Tannehill, in my opinion, is more suited in my top 10 than Carson Wentz. Again, I totally get Carson Wentz is the talent and he's mm-hmm. in my notable mentions of quarterbacks I've left off that deserve to be in this top 10. But honestly, like we're splitting hairs at this point. Notables. Yes. He barely, I mean, he's number three on that list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but that's why I have Tannehill on there. Cause I just think for the next uh, upcoming season, again, he's got, he's, he's paved the, there's a lot more rove paid for success for him to where he's more likely to succeed and Tennessee will more likely succeed and win than Carson Wentz's situation. Because, again, they don't have any weapons. They don't have anybody. Their number mm-hmm. one running back, uh, statistically, what was Jordan Howard. He signs with Dolphins. They have now uh, Miles Sanders. They have Miles Sanders now, who's a rookie. They don't have Jeffries anymore. Uh, Jason Jackson, we don't know if he's even coming back because he was injured all of last season. And we, mm-hmm. the Raiders signed Nelson Aguilar, who was at one point their number one receiver last year. Mm-hmm. We can't even name who a, who a receiver is on the Eagles team. So, you I know, could because I watched the Amazon show. <laughs> <laughs> they talk about they talk about all their receivers. Okay, no, no, I, no I, I, I get off. what I get what you're saying, but with me, I don't think. Yes, yes, you have to make the argument of what kind of team they're on, but I see what the Titans have lost. They had mm-hmm. agents coming into this off season. Mm-hmm. And yes, Derrick Henry was one of them and they signed him to a franchise tag. Great. Ryan Tannehill was another one. So they got mm-hmm. that out of the way, but you still have a ton that you're missing. And really we were listing off last week, the, I think it was like four, maybe five signings that they got. So they really haven't gotten back what they have lost. So mm-hmm. that's my worry. I don't think this Titans team is going to be as good. And that's why I believe the Eagles are going to make this step forward because the other issue I have is you have Dak Prescott in the top 10, and I don't hate Dak Prescott. I really like him. But they lost Travis Frederick, who is huge, was absolutely huge to the Cowboys' offensive line and was a big reason why Dak Prescott wasn't getting sacked when he was in. He was like in one to two sacks when Travis Frederick was in, and then he was at over 20 sacks when Travis Frederick was out. So to me with Dak Prescott, yes, he has Amari Cooper and he's got Ezekiel Elliott. Mm -hmm. That offensive line is going to completely collapse Mm -hmm. and that defense is lost. I mean, they have, they have DeMarcus, uh, I was going to say DeMarcus Ware. Good God, that's way back. (laughs) Um, They have, uh, what's his name? Um, I know uh, DeMarcus Lawrence. Mm -hmm. They have him who's really good, but Jalen Smith, he took a step back. And now it doesn't even look like they're going to get Sean Lee back, who really didn't play that much. 
And then Vander Esch, he is supposed to be coming back. He was injured all last year, but mm-hmm. we'll see what he can do after his injury. So I have to look at all the team. I don't. Sure. I, I like Dak Prescott. I think they definitely should have paid him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little upset that it's only franchise tag. Obviously, they can still um, uh, pay him later. Right. But I, I just don't believe in the Cowboys team, and I think the Eagles. Excuse me. I think the Eagles are going to make a step forward because. There, there's a lot of receivers in the draft. That's mm-hmm. why they were okay with getting rid of Aguilar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think also Miles Sanders really proved towards the end of the year that he can carry the load. Um, I wish they would have kept Jordan Howard, obviously, like you said. Right. But I really believe, and I think the Eagles' defense is still is solid. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't say they're great, but I think they're solid. And right. like I said, I, I just trust Carson Wentz a lot, and that's, that's why he's in my top ten. No, I mean, I respect it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I like Dak Prescott a lot more probably than most people. I just don't – I don't see him as the game manager people do because obviously his connection with Amari Cooper made a world of difference. You can tell that Dallas's offense was a lot more potent with Amari Cooper, um, which opened up for Michael Gallup. And then obviously even Jason Witten, old Jason Witten, was still getting targets and touchdowns with those other two on the outside. And you still have Zekel Elliott, who's killing it in the run game and a really good on the screen game. And we're for sure in agreement that their defense is going to take a huge step back. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be surprised, though, if there is some sort of draft magic with uh, the Cowboys getting maybe Trent Williams from the Redskins by hooker by crook to kind of shore up that offensive line. And I don't doubt that they will probably draft their next center to kind of be the general or maybe they'll make some kind of crazy trade with another team that's trying to get rid of a center but I think that the center part won't be the big deal I think what will end up happening is they'll get younger on the line by getting Williams who obviously is not going to sign or stay with the Redskins and you know I wouldn't be surprised if the Joneses find a way to get him but again I just think that Dak Prescott has a lot more talent that people give him credit for um and in my opinion, he showed a lot more showed him a lot more growth in terms of the passing game, even with just a new offensive coordinator in uh and Kellen Moore, even though he's I don't think he's that great of an offensive coordinator. I think Mike McCarthy will take him to another level, which would be great. It's just terrible that they don't have the personnel on defense to get them over the top. I think they'll be like a a new look Green Bay team that was always like a playoff team, but they weren't good enough to get over the hump. That's how I'll see them. But I think mm-hmm. Dak Prescott is a big reason why that that team is always competitive you know that he can he can just throw yeah. the ball he's really he's got some really good arm talent he's got good leadership he he has a presence for the pocket so it, it, to me it was hard to not leave him the leave him off of the top 10 um you know but i can understand the argument for carson Wentz though i mean he is uber talented and can make i can make the argument he's purely more talented than Dak prescott and he's done a lot more with a lot less clearly but you know again set up for success so well, make sure on the on the headline you write uh, Cody hates Carson Wentz. Just make okay, sure I'll put that as my uh, I'll put that as my. You can answer. write that Andrew hates Ryan Tannehill. I'm okay with I that. I know you are a hater. <laughs> I am. I did want to say you you had honorable mentions. I just wanted to put out. I did huh. have Cam Newton as honorable mention. Okay. I believe he's still a very good quarterback. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I, I would argue he could be number ten. Mm-hmm. Um, but right now he's not on a team. So we don't know what kind of team. I mean, if he goes, I mean, I'm just spitballing. I know that the Bengals are going to draft Joe Burrow, but if he went to the Bengals, I'm really not going to put Cam Newton in the top 10 because he's got a crappy team around him. So Mm -hmm. what is he going to really do? 
Um, I did want to put Matthew Stafford, but again, he's on a really bad team. He's got a great arm, but he does make some mistakes. And we've seen time and time and time, year after year, mm-hmm. that, listen, when push comes to shove, he doesn't really overcome anything that's really bad. I mean, he, he makes the Lions from where they should be at, you know, 3-12. and 12. He makes them 7-9, and nine, and you can make an argument for that. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, let's be honest, that's... That's really all he's ever going to be is seven and nine. Yeah. Well, Cody, that was good, man. Shoot. Some disagreements and, uh, you know, I'm not going to call you for a while. So it's, it's fine. We're going to need a minute to cool down because I, I'm still cannot get over your hatred right now for Ryan Tannehill. I, yeah, I, just, I really don't like Ryan yeah, Tannehill. I mean, and I'm gosh, okay with saying you guys are almost identical though. we've seen we've seen him you know year after year in miami and couldn't do anything he goes to tennessee with an with a really good team i'll give you that Mm -hmm. and he you know he did okay but he wasn't asked to do much so i i still don't i don't see it you're putting him in the same hatred category as baker mayfield you know and i'm not gonna let you do it because let's not let's not let's not even (laughs) we're gonna go longer and then we (laughs) can't all right guys hey Go to our uh, brand new website that not only uh, Mrs. Johnson set up, but also Mr. Cody Johnson over there uh, really uh, made it, I guess you could say beautified it. Um, so we have all of the podcasts that we have done. They are on there, all of our, our YouTube link, uh, our social media, everything that you want to see. We have a lot of pictures up there of some great looking jump shots. So uh, we have all that stuff that's that's on there. Go check it out if you um, if you want to. Please review, rate, and review on our podcast. Um, everything helps. I uh, want to have a. Um, I do want to say I have a big shout out for FNX Fit. We just got both of our gear. It's great. If you are interested, go to fnxfit.com and use our promo code uh, FNX Drew Code fifteen. And you will get 15% off of uh, whatever whatever you want from there. So it's all great stuff. I actually used my workout shirt from there mm-hmm. uh, today when I was doing my at-home workouts. And uh, the shirt was very soft. I'm, yeah, I'm, I've, I've been wearing my sunglasses around all the time. I'm using my my bottle I got. I've got yours still at the house that I got to give you somehow, some way while we're on quarantine. And I'm curious, have you, have you tried that protein powder yet? How do you like it? I haven't used it yet. Um, I'm still because I was still uh, on my other one, so I have to finish that first, and then I'll then I'll try it. But I'll let you know once I do. Very good. Yeah. So guys, go check it out. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. Have you know follow us. Also, we have a new segment on Instagram TV, and it's going to be on YouTube. So we are actually going to be putting uh, <laughs> content on YouTube finally. Uh, it's going to be uh, 30 for 30. Basically, what I'm going to be doing are um, players that you should watch on each Major League Baseball team. And I'm going to be doing all 30 teams, uh, one team per day, one player per day, stuff like that. So it'll be really good. And I've already been practicing and I told Cody I've, I've been hurting my back for it. So uh, <laughs> it's all for you guys. <laughs> all right, guys. Cody, any final words? Don't forget to wash your guys' hands, practice social distancing. Be safe, be healthy, and uh, I think that's it. I think we'll catch them on the next episode, right, Drew? Absolutely. Go check it out, guys. Go to our Instagram tomorrow. 
uh, or sorry, you know, on uh, April 1st. Yeah, tomorrow. I'm right. Tomorrow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> See quarantine. You have no idea what day it is. Go check it out. It'll be really good. It'll be very informational. All right, guys. Thank you for uh, for listening to us. We'll we'll check. We'll catch you. There we go. We'll catch you next week. <laughs>